0: Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we get you set for the Blue Bomber game Saturday afternoon in Montreal. Bob Irving with a preview. Also, Daniel Teeson of the Westman men's volleyball team stops by for a chat about this season and his future. That's all coming up on the podcast. We're going to start with football and the Blue Bombers at Alouettes tomorrow afternoon here on CJOB. And noon starts. 10 a.m. pregame show begins, and Bob Irving is the voice of the Blue Bombers and joins us now on the road in Montreal. Bob, are you happy to get out of the snowstorm?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's raining here. It's been raining here all day, although it stopped a few hours ago. But, yeah, it's uh, a lot nicer here weather-wise than it was in Winnipeg, although I understand it's uh, cleared up a bit now, is it?
0: Yeah, it stopped snowing. It's still not the best for driving, but nonetheless, it's going to create interesting football conditions. If we have anything like this... December 5th, mm-hmm. that's going well, to be, no, you don't, you don't want that. Okay.
1: Well, no, you... not like it, not like it was the last two days. I, yeah. I expect it's yeah. going to be a little cold. I think we're lucky if it's not, you know, cold, but uh, uh-huh. the snow and whatnot that we had the last couple of days, that would kind of, I think, ruin the event to a degree. I, I you know, I, they're going to play the game regardless, but I, I feel that the best conditions you can have give you the best chance for the athletes to perform Uh, you know, they're great feats. So that's what I would hope for.
0: How cold would it have to be for you to close the window in the broadcast booth?
1: (laughs) You know, I've been thinking about that, Christian, and I've always taken great pride. and I've told our color guys, we've got to keep the windows open so we get the crowd noise and the ambiance because it just won't sound right if we have the windows closed. But uh, I'm going to add a caveat here now. If it's Well, it's not going to be minus 20, right? But if it is minus 20 or 19 or 18 or 17, we might just have to close the window a little bit, Christian. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see.
0: I'll be down on the sideline either way, hoping that the microphone (laughs) doesn't freeze. But anyway, let's talk about tomorrow's game. The Blue Bombers leaving a lot of names Mm -hmm. off the roster for tomorrow's matchup. Not really a total surprise to see. We knew Zach Larris wasn't going to play, but – Jackson Jeffcoat, Steve Richardson, uh, Pat Newfeld, Brandon Alexander, Nick Taylor, Dietrich Nichols, Denarian Grant, uh, Stanley Bryant's on there but isn't going to play. We're at the resting players portion, and so I guess this probably isn't a, a giant surprise to you, is it?
1: No, we were kind of wondering how Michael Shea would play this out in the first game, which was the one last weekend against Montreal after they clinched first place. He played everybody, which he said he was going to do, and then he kind of, uh, you know, work it out from there. So this is the decisions they've made, and this would be Mike in consultation with Al Couture, who's their athletic therapist, in consultation with the players. And uh, Mike told me today that Brandon Alexander and Steve Richardson and Stanley Bryant, none of them wanted to sit down. They they argued with him mildly. You know, I'm not suggesting there's any issue here because the players understand uh, but he feels it's best that these guys sit down for at least one of these last two games. And I presume that uh, unless they're nicked up more than we know, they'll all be then back in the lineup in the game in Calgary next weekend and another batch of guys, or at least a few guys might sit down. Although, again, Mike has said that that last game, he felt it's important that everybody get some playing time so they, you know, they're not idle for too long before that December 5th West final. So... Yeah, I think what's happening here tomorrow was, was predictable. And uh, it's going to be, I'm curious to see how this thing all plays out because the Bombers have won nine games in a row. And with these changes and Sean McGuire starting at quarterback and Kolaris not playing at all, the Bombers really are set up to lose a game against a Montreal team that is hungry and you know wants to prove their Winnipeg's equal after giving them a tough fight last weekend. So I know O'Shea doesn't see it that way, and neither do the players who will be on the field. Uh, but you know it's going to be a challenge for them to win this game, and I would say if they can do it, uh, it will really speak volumes about their depth and uh, just uh, what a strong team they have.
0: We haven't seen much from Maguire as a passer at all in his uh, short career. He's got a handful of attempts. He's mostly short yardage, and a lot of his attempts are on short yardage too, where, oh, he's not going to sneak it. He's going to throw it long, and it's it's worked a couple times. It hasn't worked a couple times. But uh, the one thing that he does have going for him is that none of the starting receivers are at least sitting out to start the game tomorrow. They're all on the roster.
1: Yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, I think a real asset for him for sure. Uh, You know, he's throwing 10 passes in his career. That's how little he's played. And we know he's the short yardage guy and he scored a bunch of touchdowns. Uh, But this is uh, going to be his big chance, his big chance to show us all what he can do to prove that, uh, you know, the Bombers are in, decent shape if Zach Kolaris goes down so I'm curious like everybody else to see what he can do he you know he set the world on fire when he was at Western Illinois playing for the fighting Leathernecks he's their all-time leading passer 9,819 yards big guy 6'3 225 pounds he's not a runner but uh, you know he can move a little bit but you're right Christian he's got all his receivers in there he does not have Probably the A offensive line that the Bombers are going to right. field in the playoffs come, you know, if they can stay healthy. Although, Jermarcus Hardrick will be back at tackle. Stanley Bryant will sit down. And so, Drew Richmond from University of Southern California is going to uh, play left tackle where Stanley Bryant would play. And uh, Pat Newfeld is not playing. So, Tuielli will move to right guard and and start there so you know it's not the the best O-line that the Bombers can field and you know I think there's real onus on those guys to do a good job and give Maguire a chance to function uh, and, and not face too much pressure from a very good Montreal defense.
0: You mentioned the conversations had with the players to get them to sit Stanley Bryant hasn't missed a game in his entire Blue Bomber career I think 2014 yeah. the last time he didn't play in a football game so this is gonna be weird for him this weekend isn't it?
1: Is it ever, I, I mentioned that to Mike O'Shea. I said, you know, Stanley Bryant's never missed a game. And O'Shea looked at me and he said, I didn't know that. Uh, and then he kind of paused and he said, hmm, you know. <laughs> but then he added that, uh, while the decision would still have been the same. Stanley's too important to us to not sit him down for at least one of these last two games. But the fact that, but this is O'Shea, right? I mean, he doesn't put a lot of stock into streaks and guys never missed a game. And I'm sure Stanley Bryant at the end of the day, as long as he's played in all the accolades he's had in the championships, he's won, you know, he likes the fact that he's never missed a game with the blue bombers. Well, he's missing this game, not because he's hurt, uh, because the coach has asked him to sit down and make sure he's properly prepared for the playoffs. So I think that makes it a little easier for Stanley to accept, but uh, I'm sure he'd like to be out there. As O'Shea said, they all want to be out there playing.
0: Shaq Cooper was one of the players brought in at the same time as Winston Rose and Sergio Castillo. We didn't really talk about him as much just because he's a running back and they have a lot of Mm -hmm. running backs already. He's going to be returning kicks tomorrow afternoon. What are you looking to see from him on the field tomorrow?
1: Well, you know, when he was in Edmonton in 2018 and 19, Christian, he had a nice five-and-a-half-yard rushing average. And I can recall games that I watched with him, and I thought, this guy's pretty good. You know, he's shifty. Uh, He's got good quickness and speed. So uh, another situation where you're curious to see how he pans out returning kicks and they want Janarian Grant healthy for that playoff game because he's a game breaker. He's the kind of guy as a kick returner who could give you a big play that would make the difference in the game. So here's Cooper again with a chance and all these players, Drew Richmond, I talked about, you know, the guys who are going to get more playing time. This is a chance for them to show the bombers, that they deserve a chance to come back next year or uh, demonstrate to other teams that they are worthy of a look next season. So, you know, this is an important game for all these guys to, uh, to show what they can do. And so Shaq Cooper will be watching with great interest. I don't know how much he'll play as a tailback. He might get some reps in there, but he'll be primarily a kick returner and a chance for him to show what he's got.
0: Well, and we've seen just how much better the return game has been since Grant came back. Charles Nelson didn't really give it to them in that regard, and Grant's been awesome. Yeah. I talked to yeah. your buddy, buddy, your partner, Doug Brown. Uh, about he's this, my buddy. Yeah. He's your buddy, too, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. Yeah. professionally, he's your broadcast partner. About right. the 2001 season, because there are yeah. definitely similarities between the two. You have the the dominant regular season. You get so far ahead of the pack and then they lose their last two games going into the playoffs. Doug said that the, losing the Grey Cup had nothing to do with losing yeah. those last two regular season games, and there is a the similarity of playing Calgary in the final game of the season. Do you get any kind of 20, 2001 vibes here, or is it just the fact that 20 years apart, whatever, they, they're, they're both really good teams and they have nothing to do with each other?
1: Yeah, I don't think they have a lot to do with each other. And I was going through the the record books in my memory on that 2001 where they had first place clinched with two games left. So the second last game, they played Brian Ayotte at quarterback and sat Kahari Jones down. And then Kahari played uh, the last game of the season, and it wasn't a very good game for the Bombers. They lost them both. I think this group, Christian, of blue bombers is is unique they really are uh, and i don't think the outcome of these last two games of the regular season will have any bearing on what happens in the, the west final i i just there's no way i'll make that correlation i know dave ritchie the coach of the bombers back in that 2001 team uh said has said ever since then that if he had it to do over again he would have you know, played all the front-line guys in those last two games because he believes it had something to do with them losing the Grey Cup. I know Doug doesn't, and Doug's point is, hey, we won the, the East final, um, so why would we think that, you know, that we weren't back on the beam? You know, we won that game, and then we lost the Grey Cup because we just didn't play very well and made some mistakes, and he's right. So I don't – again, I think this is different. It's different this year, and whatever happens tomorrow and the following Sunday in Calgary – in my view, will have no bearing on what happens December the 5th. The only thing that could have a bearing on December the 5th in a negative way for the Bombers is injuries that knock key people out of a game.
0: And those can happen to anybody at any time in any situation. It
1: just... Exactly. Yeah, and you, you can't set everybody down. You've got to play your guys. And if somebody gets hurt, hey, they get hurt. That's football. What are you going to do? And the one guy, though, Christian, the one guy, the one guy they can't afford to lose. I don't think is Zach Alaris. Uh so he's not going to play tomorrow. But I, I think he's going to play in Calgary. How much I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see how that plays out.
0: And we'll see if that game matters at all to Calgary either. There's a strong chance yes. it doesn't. But we'll yeah. uh, we'll see, and we'll stay tuned tomorrow for uh, for an earlier game than we're used to,
1: right? Yeah, well, here in uh, Montreal, we're on the air at 11 o'clock, which is 10 o'clock in Winnipeg. So, yeah, it'll be a nice an afternoon game. And the weather's going to be decent. It's going to be around 10 degrees, although they're saying there's a chance it'll rain, so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be... A, I, I'm really interested to see how John McGuire plays because the Bombers are totally convinced that he can be a decent, good quarterback in the Canadian Football League, but you never know for sure until you see them in a game and we've never seen maguire in a game we will tomorrow i mean in the game in a significant way right of
0: course well bob appreciate your time as always have fun on the call tomorrow
1: you bet thanks christian time
0: now though for our weekly check-in with westman athletics and tonight's chat is with a veteran on the men's volleyball team daniel teason in his fifth year with the program they're off to a two and two start and they don't play this week or next week. It's kind of a weird schedule, but I talked to Daniel earlier today, and I started by asking him what a bye week looks like in Canada West Volleyball.
2: Uh, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, practice-wise, we're maybe not doing as intense game, game-like stuff. Um, some of our guys who have gotten a lot of work over the past couple weekends have been um, jumping a little less. But other than that, it's, it's pretty similar. Uh, still trying to get better. Um, we only have really like two week break until we play again. So, um, yeah, looks pretty similar. So it's a two
0: week break, but you just got the season started. You played four matches and then you get two weeks off. Is it kind of weird to, to ramp up to this moment where you're finally back playing again and then you have these two weeks off?
2: Um, yeah, it, it is a little weird for sure. Um, I've never had a break like this kind of mid season before, um, but it's actually pretty nice for some of our older guys just on the body. Like, again, we played two weeks back-to-back, and maybe you have a couple lingering injuries or pains, so it's nice to have this little break to take that off. You can look after it um, and then make sure you're 100% when we're um, yeah, when we're playing again in a couple weeks. So one of the intricacies of this season is that
0: teams are only playing, geographically, teams very close to them, which for you means just three schools, Manitoba, Brandon, mm-hmm. And Saskatchewan because Regina doesn't have a men's team. Yeah. You don't you don't leave the province till February. Yeah,
2: how is yeah. that for you? Um, school-wise, it's nice to not have to have to travel. Um, although trips are always a lot of fun with the guys. But um, yeah, honestly, I don't mind not having to hop on a bus and go to Saskatchewan until February.
0: Right, and who knows how long that'll take if it's snowy, if it was like it was you know the last couple of days, it could be a, a bit of an issue, but anyway, how does it feel to just be back playing after the last couple of years?
2: Oh, it's awesome. um yeah, in our home opener, the nerves were definitely going, and I, I thought, you know I've been in this league for whatever five, six years if you count the COVID year now, but I was still nervous as as I was my first year in that first game back just because it had been so long um so yeah, it's, it's been a really exciting feeling to be back out there. Um, kind of made me realize that I made the right choice in coming back for my last year. Um, yeah, it's just it's been a ton of fun. Was there hesitation for you at any point? Um, there was, yeah. Initially, I thought I was just going to be kind of done with volleyball. My, my knees were really bugging me um, last year, and I was planning on graduating, so I figured it would be kind of time to step away from the game. Um, and then as soon as our season got canceled Um, about two weeks later. I was sitting at home just itching to get back on the court and I realized I wasn't ready to be done. So um, yeah, again, really happy that I made the decision to come back
0: all that time away from the game. Did that help your knees heal up a bit?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I started doing some new workouts that helped a lot. Um, And yeah, just taking a year and a half off of not jumping all the time um, and just strengthening and doing recovery. um, I'm, basically healthier than I've ever been. Did you lose any vertical? Uh, no, actually actually added some over the break. Um, like I said, it was a weird, kind of a blessing and a curse. Like, everyone was missing playing, but a lot of guys took advantage of the time off to get stronger and uh, make a lot of improvements in that aspect. Maybe not on the court, but just physically. Um, a lot of guys capitalized on that opportunity.
0: So how does the team look so far?
2: Um. So right now we're 2-2, two and two, so um, I guess our record would say that we're middle of the pack. Um, we feel that we still have a lot of room to grow, as I'm sure other teams feel as well, but um, we're still really optimistic and, and like our chances of winning our league. And so when you say
0: league, you mean the whole Canada West or just the East?
2: Uh we'll yeah we'll start with our with our little division first uh our, our division of four teams and then go from there um, obviously we haven't seen any teams outside of our division yet um but yeah we got to get through get through the four teams or the yeah the four teams in our division first before we look outside
0: how weird is that that you don't really need to pay too close attention to the rest of the conference right now
2: yeah it, it is really strange because there's a good chance we don't play a lot of those teams so it's yeah it's almost not even worth watching film on them and that sort of thing um but it does allow us to really zone in on the other teams in our conference um like we get to play them all six times so we're gonna get to know them really well um and i think our game plan will um we'll really be able to make like an in-depth game plan and also just when we're playing against these teams you'll be able to pick up on tendencies um that these guys do way more than you have in the past. Um, So that's kind of an exciting new aspect um, of this smaller league. So I
0: just checked out the preseason coaches pool, and I don't know if you care about these sorts of things, but (laughs) they had Saskatchewan 6th out of 13, then Brandon, then Manitoba, Mm -hmm. then Winnipeg all in order like that, 6 through 9. So I guess you were picked 4th out of 4 in in at least your division. Is that A, something Mm you pay any attention to at all, and B, if so, does that give you any kind of motivation?
2: Um, yeah. So In the past, I never really cared about it. And this year is probably, it's probably the most I've ever cared about it because um, yeah, like you said, it just gives us a ton of motivation. Um, I love hearing that all the coaches think that we're the worst team in our league and that we should be losing. Um, yeah. There's nothing that motivates us as a team more than seeing that, I think.
0: So looking ahead to Saskatchewan, they're your next opponent. They are, I guess according to this poll, ranked the highest of the four teams in your division. What kind of opponent are they going to be?
2: Um, they're a strong team. Uh, every team in our division, I think, on any given night, can beat another team. Um, like, obviously, we just split with Brandon. We just split with U of M. Um, and then, yeah, Sask is, Sask is right up there with those teams as well. Um, they got some really strong attackers, too. We met them in preseason and um, lost... Once against them, and then we ended up winning the the second time we played them. So it'll be a battle for sure. Um, I think it'll be whichever team comes out to play. Looking at
0: the Canada West and just U-Sports as a whole this year, there's a lot of new dynamics because of the pandemic from two different recruiting classes playing at once to a lot of people still having years of eligibility left but saying, I want to move on with my life. We saw Mm -hmm. that in uh, women's soccer, seeing that in basketball. And football as well have you seen that with your team this year as well is it a very young team
2: yeah our our rookie class is i think 10 or 11 guys um so we have a lot of young guys in the gym but then we also have a lot of older guys who've chosen to stick around so um the age gap on our team is between 18 to 25 um so it makes for a really interesting dynamic in the locker room but um I, I think it's been really good for our team, too. You get these these guys who have been around the league for a long time and kind of know the ropes, and then you get the energy from the young guys, too, who are um, just excited to be there and, and learning everything. So, um, yeah, I've really liked the dynamic.
0: From your perspective, then, as a, one of the fifth-year guys, are you doing a lot of mentorship?
2: Yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been trying to. Um, it's actually um, brought a lot more enjoyment to the game for me, like helping these young guys learn. Um, And I'm just trying to pass on all the knowledge that I've acquired over these five years. Um, And I remember when I was in my first year, it was kind of the same thing. Like the the fifth-year guys were taking us under their wing. So it's nice to be able to pass on the stuff that I've learned. Does it make you feel like you want to coach in the future? Definitely. Definitely. Actually, uh, about a week ago, I reached out to one of the clubs uh, in the city about helping out coaching whenever I can um, around our schedule because... Yeah, I mean, the game's so fun, and I realize that I'm not going to be able to play it forever, but it'll be nice to pass on all these things that I've picked up on over the years to the younger generations. Do you
0: know what you're going to do outside of coaching after your year is done here?
2: Um, Yeah, so I just actually started talking to an agent as well about going to go play pro in Europe. Um, One of my uh, teammates, Michael Clegg, who I played with, I guess, a couple of years ago now in our last... Last official season, uh, he's over there playing in Germany and then there's some other ex Westman guys who have gone over and played. So I've been talking to them and it sounds like a really great opportunity to go play over in Europe.
0: Is that something that was always on your radar when you started playing university volleyball?
2: Yeah, yeah. In my first year that was that was definitely the goal. Um and then as I kind of struggled with some injury issues, the um I had been changed my mind, but now that my body's good again, um, I definitely want to go over there and play.
0: Well, Daniel, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this and uh, best of luck this season and with everything going forward. Yeah, thanks so much. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places i imagine. So farewell. Until we meet again. So
2: thanks for all the this So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all of You may not share our intellect which might explain your business.